Good morning, church. 1944. This girl, she was only 16 years old. And then she was kidnapped. When she realized she was in Auschwitz, in Poland. 16 years old, Auschwitz, as a prisoner. That doctor, famous doctor, Joseph Mengele, the doctor he used to, the monster, he used to work direct with Hitler. This guy, he took her, he separated her mom from her, and he took her mom for that gas cha chamber and killed her. So this girl was alone there. After a while, she started this friendship with another girl, and they were working together in that camp. And for some reason, we don't know why, this is another girl from Yugoslavia. And uh, she was believing that about Christmas, they will be free. I don't know why. So Christmas came. When Christmas finished, after Christmas, this girl, uh, this girl just passed away. And this first girl, with 16 years old, she could see how powerful is our mind. And things that we choose to believe. In that very moment, she decided, I need to survive. I need a strong reason to survive this season. I need a strong meaning for my life because I know this season, some moment, someday, you finish. You'll be to the end. There's a phrase from this girl. She wrote, there are no problems. There are uh, challenges. There are no failures. There are transitions. So she started to believe, I need to survive. And she did. 1945, the 71st Infantry, they found her. They gave her freedom again. What happened? What's happening nowadays? We have a lot. We have plenty of resources. We have a different life. We have more than we need. But more and more people are looking for a reason to live. A strong reason to live. Maybe we are watching this video are part of the church, or maybe not. We are just watching on Facebook because someone tagged you or invites you, or if you are from the church from ages. And then you can think maybe, ah, come on, I'm Christian. I, I love God. I love Jesus. I have reason to live. But sometimes we are struggling, mainly in these lockdown situations and this COVID-19 and this anxiety and certainty about the future. And maybe even with our faith in God, we are struggling to put a hope in Him or to believe, come on, I need something more, something deeper, some stronger, or something who gives me a mission in my life. Some kind of adrenaline or enthusiasm because the life is just the same routine. You are starting today, this Sunday, a series in the book of Nehemiah. And I want to invite you to for this journey with us. This Sunday, the next Sunday, the next couple of Sundays, you are studying this book. It's amazing how God can speak with us in our time, in our daily uh, troubles, in our generation from a book so 
old book and so live, so full of powerful teachings. I would invite you to read with me this first part of this book, chapter 1, verse 1. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah. So, the words of Nehemiah. We are here now reading a personal diary, a personal notebook of this guy. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah. In the month of Kislev, something around November and December. In the 20th year, why I was in the citadel of Susa, was the ancient capital of the Persian Empire. Let's say today is where is Iran, the country. Han and I, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men. So those guys, they traveled around 950, 930 miles. And I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. So this question is about two situations, people and the city. Verse 2, they said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fast and prayed before the God of heaven. I stopped here. I was thinking this text, and how can I apply this for my life? So let me share where I am now. I don't know if I had a job, if I will have a job, like many of us. We see all these numbers around Crowley and Monoroyo and Gatwick Airport. Some of us will have relatives and family, and sometimes we are fighting against problems that we don't have now, but soon in some moment you knock in our door. It's hard to not have control of our situations because this is our addiction. We like to, to control everything, have everything under our hands, our numbers. Our life sometimes is very predictable, and we like this. But look, what I really enjoy about Nehemiah is he was just a normal, a normal guy, ordinary person. We are here. We are not talking about a priest, prophet, a preacher, a doctor, a guy with some special degree, with lots of money, with a famous surname. Uh, we are not talking about someone very powerful, influent, a politician. No, it's just a normal guy. This kind of people that you see on Poundland or County Mount Shopping Center and you see on the underground stations. This is a normal guy like me and you trying to pay the bills, to raise kids, trying to survive. And it's amazing how God can choose a, a normal person and start a new history. A new story that can change our families, our, our nation. A story that can create impact in the life of those who are around us. Just a normal person. Maybe asking for God, okay, God, what's, what's my mission in my life? 
okay, God, I love you, but tomorrow is Monday, and how will it be? And then, what do you want from me, God? So, I have this kind of questions in my mind all the time. Sometimes I have this, okay, God, I'm 42 now, and okay, how will be the next 10 years? And I start to fight with this invisible enemy. I don't have the future, but I have Jesus. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it was Nehemiah questions because he was just living his life. But look, this phrase in verse 1, I questioned them. He asked something. Okay, this makes, they came from far away. They were probably eating something, laughing, talking about many things. They were not talking about the suffering of the people in Jerusalem. They are talking about anything else. And Nehemiah came with this question. This question. I have some notes here. Number one, visions from God are born when the difference and coldness are broken in our hearts. So Nehemiah is a great book. But before we start about the great purpose, plans, mission, everything that God has done in the life of this guy, we need to check the very beginning of this flame, how everything starts, how God can give for me and for you and for your family something different to create a huge impact in our lives. This very beginning is really something simple. Question. From this very question, boom, a new life just appeared. The front Nehemiah eyes. So vision for God are born when the indifference and coldness are broken. Now, what if was me there? Oh, how how is everybody? And then Hanai is the name of this this guy here. He was sharing about everybody. What if was me? What? Maybe the, my thoughts would, would be something like this: Why should I be interested in someone that I don't know? I don't know these people. So they are 935 miles away from me. I don't know their families, their faces. I have my life. I have my job. It's not a great job. I'm not a rich guy, but okay. I have my wife, families, my, my family, my kids. And okay, and I have an ordinary life, right? a predictable life. Sometimes I have some fun and I play video games or I go to shop something, to sh to do shopping and then buy nice stuff. Sometimes I have good conversations with people in the church. Oh, and I, I go to the church as well, and I have this life. I'm, I'm okay. I, I don't have that blame, but I'm fine. My family, my job, my wages, my plans, my heart, everything's about myself. Everything's about me. But in some moment, God starts something. Was the ignition in Nehemiah's heart? Sometimes God had to or needs to give ignition in a passive heart to start to give this person a beautiful plan, a beautiful picture, a beautiful dream, a mission for a normal person like you and me? Just a question. 
from this question, everything starts. I believe that time or this time, lockdown and COVID-19 and jobs and companies and all this nightmare, economic crisis and everything, God is in control. I believe in the sovereignty of God. He is not surprised by this, but I believe that every kind of feeling and emotions in your mind, in your heart, maybe be is part of God's plan preparing you and your family for a new beautiful season. But before gives you a mission, before gives you uh, something that you create impact and change your life, it needs to start something in you to break the coldness and difference. Because as a result of Hanani report, verse 4 we, um, is written here, we read, when I heard these things, okay, I'm not the center of the universe. The, the, the other people's history matters. Okay, when I heard these, these things, I, I need time to listen to the others. When I heard this thing, I sat down and I wept. Second, God was giving him to Nehemiah, the heart of Jesus. In Luke chapter 19, verse 41, Jesus saw Jerusalem and he wept for the people, for the city. Nehemiah, before I start to build a plan, how, how can I change the life of the people in Jerusalem? How can I be more effective in my life, in my ministry? How can I have some kind of dream, take my family, family with me before all of this? He sat down and wept for four months, praying and weeping and feeling some kind of pain. What's happening here? Nehemiah, he was being crushed by God. Do you know why? Because everything that's worth something comes from crushed. I was uh, watching a video yesterday with my girls about olives. Okay, Clara, wow, she loves olives. It's addiction. We need to be careful. If you buy something, she will eat everything. If you buy a pot with uh, olives. And we were checking how it was in the days of Jesus. And they used to take the olives from the tree. Maybe you know this, but let me uh, just explain here. And, and they, uh, from the tree, when they collect the olives and they put some kind of huge stone to smash, to crush. And after this, uh, they used to take that olives and put some kind of baskets with a hole in the middle. <clears throat> and they put above the other like uh, 10, 12 baskets. And with a huge stones, they pressed three times. The first oil, very pure and expensive. And the second press, um, not so expensive oil in the third one the cheap one they used to cook they used to put lights and their lamps they used to for everything to anointing um, kings prophets prince everything in matthew 26 verse 44 jesus was in the garden he was being crushed pressed the garden of the olives Verse 44 in Matthew uh, 26, 
is written there three times he prayed. Every time the crush and the depression was stronger. Every time the good wine needs to crush the grapes before. Isaiah 53 verse 10 is written there. It was God's will to crush him at the cross. Before your salvation, before forgive your sins, before give us opportunity to live a new life, it was crushed by our sins. Before the beautiful and, and delicious olive oil to anointing kings is necessarily crushed. Maybe this time, lockdown you have been crushed in your emotions in your dreams in your hope like Nehemiah he was weeping maybe he was thinking why am I weeping why am I feeling this burden what's happening with me my life is okay I'm feeling something that I don't know how to explain and it's about someone else that I don't know maybe this Sunday God will start to give you a ministry, a call, something. Maybe this Sunday, and this is my prayer, that God gives you some kind of the right kind, the right type of burden in your heart to pray for this town, to pray for this church, to pray for your relatives, to pray for someone. Maybe God will start something in you now, in this time, lockdown, in this time, in COVID-19. was not was not a waste of time. God is building something in you before building something through you. And this is amazing. And it's written in verse 4, for some days. I sat down and I wept for some days because this takes time. Because there is steps, there is seasons in our lives. I will invite you for this series on next Sunday, we'll talk about the pray in chapter one and about the mission and the purpose. But today, I want to tell you, God is crushing your emotions and heart in this month and this time because the best season of your life is coming. The great plans of God is coming. God will give you something new. And from this time, God will teach you how to rebuild your emotions, how to rebuild your plans, your mission, your life of prayer. Starting breaking all the coldness and difference in your heart and my heart as well. I want to pray for you now. I invite you to close your eyes and I even invite you to pray for your heart. And then we start to pray for the people, for the, for the church and, and for everything else. And in this moment, if God gives you some picture, if God gives you some word, please write for us. You want to be part of this. Lord Jesus, I believe, I believe that your word is powerful. I believe your word is supernatural. And I know that you are building some, some warriors, some fighters, some strong people in this time that for us looks like so... Uh, a fragile time. But in these seasons, I know you are uh, calling some normal guys like Nehemiah, 
to give them dreams, to give them vision, to give them a purpose, an amazing life. An adventure is waiting for us. So in this moment now, I pray, Holy Spirit, touch in our hearts. Make, make us sensitive. Make us uh, more full of your love for the people. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Just to let you know, that girl, her name is Edith Van Egger. She was from, she is from Hungary. She's still alive. She's 90 years old, living in California. She was the ballet dancer in Auschwitz. She's a great lady. She found a purpose. And she rebuilt her life. This is God's plan for you. God bless you.